Aquacraft. Aquacraft? Aquacraft? Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Armities, hello, welcome to the RC Roundtable. <laughs> Are <laughs> you ready, kids? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Cressy the Art RC Roundtable Show. All right. Well, with that terrible introduction, uh, welcome everybody into another exciting episode of the RC Roundtable. Exciting. I am Fitz Walker. That other weird voice is Lee Ray. Arr, you matey, that's me. Arr, should be a fine sea lass. And of course, Terry Dunn. I am not doing my pirate voice. <laughs> oh, come on, get in the spirit. <laughs> I can't compete what's, with What's this. your landlubber voice? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Seeing as you're nowhere near to sea anymore, right? <laughs> I'm near Lake Erie. That counts. He's, That's he's not near the a sea. Huge waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> plenty yeah. of ships at the bottom of that. <laughs> and airplanes too, I think. And barrels. Yeah, right. And didn't the sub go in there at one point? <laughs> I'm sure. Someone needs to do. A, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Someone needs to do a little flying uh, barrel, <laughs> a little quad flying barrel over the Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Yeah. 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 You actually can fly quads near Niagara Falls. It's a state park, so I thought it was verboten. But apparently there's some areas where you can. Oh, as long as on the U.S. side, right? I think the Canadian side it, is right, verboten. Right, I think. Don't take my word on any of this, but yeah, it we, seems that that's the case. I'd be scared because there's always sightseeing helicopters. Yeah, w- when I went there, I saw a oh, sightseeing yeah. helicopter, and that sucker was way below 400 feet when I saw it. Yeah, and they're over. constant. I, mean, they're, I think they're like 15-minute flights, so they're in and out all the time. But anyway, I, it seems that there's some sort of narrow window there that you can actually do that. <laughs> Between the chicklets and the eraser, you can. For right. a, little, <laughs> a little two-foot window. Here you go. <laughs> uh, interesting. How do we get there? The hey, same way I, we get there always. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look, squirrel. Look, it's shiny. <laughs> Puppies. <laughs> Skymaster. <laughs> All right. Full oh. Speed Oh, did you just give it away? What? Yeah, did I? Lee, yes, you did. <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> you saw We're that? Start- Where the show has started, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I was hoping you didn't see that. I saw it first. <laughs> okay, yeah. we've got... I, I, I tell you, my wallet was talking to me. Just, Come <laughs> get the credit card out. <laughs> your wallet just jumped out of your pocket six foot to oh. the left. <laughs> uh, you know what, Fitz, I'm seriously thinking. But for the reader, the readers, the listeners who are like completely confused, go ahead, do it, Fitz. What about the it, host Fitz. who's completely confused? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows what we're going. Go. Okay, go, well, I don't know when you saw it, Lee, but I just saw it literally like two minutes ago. Oh, uh, I beat you. I beat you. I saw it an hour ago. Oh, an hour? Okay, I'm slow. So this is one thing we've been talking about for quite a while. And even we bugged our buddy, uh, Tony Accurso, about it, too, to see if uh, his buddies at... Um, uh, Motion RC would be doing this, but it looks like somebody beat them to the punch, and that is VQ Warbirds that just announced they have a Cessna three three seven Skymaster ARF. Uh, well, no, it's see it's Seagull's three three seven. Oh, sorry, but it's Seagull's new O two. Yeah, scheme. Well, well, yeah. Does it? There's not a whole lot of pictures of it. It's kind of half built. Um, it's 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 um, 
what do you call it, distributed or sold by VQ models. That's why I said VQ models. But yeah, it is a Seagull right. models. Yeah. Uh, and the 337's seven... been out for a while, but this is an O2 scheme. Yes. I'm sorry. I should correct that. This is an O2 scheme yeah. version of their 337. 76.8-inch yeah. uh, span. Uh, so it's got the, the O2, if you're not familiar, it's got the gray and white paint scheme. With, uh, uh, it's the military version. Used, uh, if you saw the movie, was that Bat 221? Bat 21. Bat 21, sorry. Bat 73 hike. <laughs> <laughs> Bat 21 movie uh, with a couple of famous stars in it. Danny Glover and uh, what's the other Gene guy? Hackman, right? Gene, Gene Hackman, Hackman, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, about, so, what's it about? I don't know if I've ever seen it. What's the gist of the movie? Didn't a guy go down? Spotters in Vietnam? Yeah, a guy, military jet went down. There's a Gene Hackman who went down and yeah. Danny Glover's flying the O2, getting shot at. Yeah. Trying to... He's, he's, trying to, keep him in radio he's trying to guide him out away from the, the Viet Cong. And uh, at one point, I think they were using golf terms as code because uh, it was an unsecured channel. Um, anyways. Anyways. So you got <laughs> well, to Hold on. Is the, one in the movie, movie database. Yeah, is the one in the movie this color? Because I always pictured them as Olive Dread. It was, it was gray. Yeah. Was it? Okay. I think it was gray. I think it was gray. Here we go. I'm going to check. Y'all keep talking. And, and the real ones I've seen, I saw one some years ago at Air Show, and it was also gray. Hmm. Uh, I think I don't know if I've talked about that one before. That was really neat. I think it's still in the Texas area. Uh, this guy had basically restored an O2 Skymaster uh, in his military library for the most part, and it had a, a working heads-up display in it. And you go, hey, look at the cockpit. And he, I, I look inside, and he, he flips a switch, and a heads-up display turns on. It had a little aiming receptacle in it. Oh, and, cool. and it still had some of the radio boxes in it. And one thing I was real proud of is it still had some bullet holes in it. Oh, nice. So he was putting out some of the bullet holes in the, in the uh, fuselage. Uh-huh. Uh, so he was really, he not only restored it, but kept some of its uh, character from his service record. So it was really neat. Uh, hmm. So Lee and I both loved the, the Skymasters. I had a, a really... Cheap foamy that Hobby Lobby had made some time ago. I remember that. First, they had a brushed geared version, then they came out with a brushless version. Yes. I Which had, one did you have? I had the, the brushed version. Yeah, those poor motors didn't last very long. Uh, so I, if, if I recall, the landing gear was made out of old coat hangers or something. Uh, it was, yeah, that thing barely held together. I actually had to add a carbon rod to the wing so it would stay, stay in one piece in the air. Um, and I had I had to retrofit brushes motors on it after I burnt out the other motors, and it was uh, it was okay. Uh, the brush motor version with the NICAD batteries, I understood, flew like a dog. I never flew it with the NICADs, but I did fly with the brush motors, and it was just okay. But I was really pushing them to the limits. With the brush brushless system, it was actually pretty nice. And I had a switch where I could turn off the front motor and just fly on the rear motor. Oh, cool! And that was cool. a lot. That was a lot of fun. It actually flew really well on just the rear motor. And on both motors, did it windmill? Did uh, the front prop still windmill? Yeah, I think it windmill. I didn't have a brake on it. I would like to. Do have... <laughs> yeah. Do y'all listen to this show? Because I know you've had this story before. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> In case the other people haven't heard this story, <laughs> the other two people who just joined us. <laughs> All right. All right, Lee. What'd you find out? No, I just I, it's it's basically this new color scheme, and, it, and like it, I I know that from talking to a few people or looking at reviews. Uh, some of the complaints have been that the plane is extremely heavy. Right. And so, because it's a lot of, there's a lot of ply in this build and that kind of, um, I don't know, 
turn me off. I'd say turn me off, but I mean, I, I still love the plane, and it, it looks like a really nice build. I mean, I've I've seen this plane fly on several YouTube videos in the other in the red and white scheme. But mm. I'll tell you, when I saw this come across the page, and I'm just looking at it, and drools coming out the side of my mouth, I'm like. I don't know. I kind of, <laughs> I might just get it because I like this scheme versus the red and white one. Yeah. Would you make it electric? Oh, heck yeah. Oh yeah. Heck fire. Yeah. And then I'd do what we were talking about. I'd have the one motor quit. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I, I got another. What engine is this made for? It doesn't say. Maybe it's on the other page, but. Oh, I think it's a 40, Co- 46. Yeah. A couple of 40s? Size. Yeah. A couple of 40s. Uh, now I do have a nitpick. Oh, go ahead. It's missing some of the windows. On the right side, they had, um, is it right or left side? Yeah, there's some, uh, the Scott, the um, O2 version had extra windows on the door, lower windows for up for visibility. Did you ever notice that? It's called an X-Acto knife and, and Dremel tool. You're going to have to get an X-Acto knife and some. <laughs> <laughs> it cut out a couple extra windows. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, uh, that's that's that. I mean, if you look at the Seagull plane and lots of videos, go go look at it. If you're yeah. in, if you're an O2, and I keep saying O2, it's O2A. If I had to be specific, if, if you if you like the O2A scheme, um, that's kind of kind of neat. Uh, I I don't know. I I I my knee jerk reaction was, oh yeah, I like to get that, but I'm still holding out that I, I'd love motion, you know, RC whatever whatever company they choose to come out with a foamy version, something a little lighter, mm. a little bit more agile. Agile. Now, we have an advantage that uh, VQ Warbirds is here in Houston, so we can actually go up and caress the kit, I imagine. Uh, I don't know if we can because it's all backordered. I think if you re- if you go – see, I think I went a little deeper in the details than you fits, but yeah, if you look right. down, they're, they're, they're just taking pre-orders right now. Oh, okay. I see it says add to cart. Oh, available on backorder. I see it now. Oh, all right. 389 390 bucks for the airframe. Three ninety. Worth it. That's a covered ARF. Covered ARF, it has fixed gear, does it flaps? Looks like it might have, yeah, it has flaps. Yeah, We're working flaps. Rotor. Yeah, they show a picture of it with a bunch of ordnance on a, like an artist, conce- uh, looks like a plastic model box art. Yeah. Get your 3D printer ready. Or like a squadron <laughs> signal cover or something. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, do, do you ever see that, uh, I think it was a Vietnam era, but someone strapped like a toilet to some drop uh, you know, device on a wing. They're on a carrier. Someone's actually got a toilet seat strapped <laughs> to one of the. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. It was like and it's got, it was all signed by the guy. So I guess they were dropping crazy stuff. But it's like that's the kind of ordinance you need. You just a random stuff along the wing. <laughs> toilet, kitchen sink, a doghouse. <laughs> anyway, now if I remember correctly, Nitro Planes had an 80 inch. Either it was a 337 or an O2. I don't remember. Like 10 years ago. Yeah, it had that weird round nose, though. I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. Other than, <laughs> I just remember that it existed. I never saw one. Yeah, yeah. There's been a, one or two other ones. I think I know which one you're talking about. So about the same uh, size. I wonder if they share the same lineage. <clears throat> uh, and there's another one I saw. An Italian kit manufacturer makes a kit. It's not an ARF, but it's an Ivia model or something. And it was a box of sticks. <laughs> uh, but it's like still about 80 inch wingspan. It's pretty big. I was tempted to buy it at one point. I saw one at a swap meet. Really, really tempted, but I decided not. We'll see. All right. So, what are your thoughts on potentially owning one? Fits? Uh, I don't know. I really like okay. it. Um, I'm still. Well, probably because I've had one before. So, you know, the. the a stir of it is is not as quite severe as Lee's, maybe. 
Uh, I still love the plane, though. Uh, I think I'd like to have another one, but with retracts. I don't think this oh, one yeah. has retracts. Does it have those awkward, lanky retracts? Yeah, the way the rear ones fold up is kind of funky. Yeah, yeah. Like back into the fuselage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I've had one that was fixed gear, and this one it looks like you'd have to do some major surgery for retracts. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, but still, it's a great. I really like the plane. It's always been a favorite of mine. Yeah, I like the sound, the scale, full scale ones. Oh yeah, I heard actually heard it kind of noisy inside the, the cockpit. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody, a friend of mine, uh, said that his he had a relative that flew them every once in a while. I, I guess for on charter or for ferrying, and he would turn actually turn off one of the engines in flight and, and cruise on one engine just to yeah. quiet things down a bit. Which one did he turn off? You know, I don't remember. There was, I don't remember what he said. I remember there was a huge thread in RC Group once, years and years ago, about this and how they did tests. And apparently they found that it flew better, if he had an engine out, it flew better with the rear engine running than with the front engine running only. Mm. It happened to do something with the air recovery in the back was aided by the rear engine running. Yeah, okay. Right. Now, on a whim, I thought I remembered something like this, but Radical RC carries retracts for that style of Cessna. Oh, that's so right. For 8 to 12 pound versions. So I don't know if it would fit, but I think it's the right style. You, yeah, you, yeah. That just reminded me about that. I remember seeing a picture of that a few years ago. At a, they were at a show or something. You just increased Fitz's purchase uh, value by five points. <laughs> you have my interest. Well, uh, they're custom made. They're 160 bucks each, but uh, you know, if Wait. if you want them, that's it's going to be accurate. Ish. 160 bucks for the set. Uh, I guess. I mean, there's some options here I haven't gone through yet, but it, it, it looks like the base price. Electric, right? Uh, I don't know. There might be servo or servo. Yeah, I'll put a link oh, yeah. in the. You know, our usual stuff on the webpage. All right. Well, that's cool. Good for... Uh, oh, look at this. It says it fits the Seagull Cessna 337. Oh, I have to do that. Done. <laughs> oh, dang it. See, now, now the question, Terry, is uh, between Fitz and I, who gets to Tomas first to say, <laughs> hey, we, I want to do a review on the O2A. <laughs> who, who's going to do it better? <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. And that's, I don't know what else to say about it. You guys, any last parting thoughts? No, oh, cool. Just, All right. I'm not even sure that's what we we're going to talk about, but yeah, I saw that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Well, okay. So what else we got to talk about today? I guess that's it. Show's <laughs> over. <folks. Yep. laughs> waka, waka, waka. Welcome back, Terry. We missed Well, thank you. you. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, that's right. You were on last time. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to miss the show. I was in the mountains. You got that part of the story accurate. I was in the mountains. Oh, also, you were accurate that I did not have any RC gear with me. But and it wouldn't have mattered. I don't think there was any opportunity to use it. We were, the place we were staying was actually on, I guess they call it a river, but it's more like a creek. I don't think I could have run any 
boats there and I don't have any float planes small enough. So it was a, a week without RC. And as sad as that sounds, it wasn't sad. You poor, poor thing. Sounds, yeah. sounds incredibly dire. I think you ought to know I'm feeling very depressed. <laughs> so what's what's the recovery like? How, yeah. how do you get yourself back? <laughs> Forget the recovery. How, through. how about the withdrawal yeah, what, do you, what do you start with? I mean, you don't want to overdo it. <laughs> Did you have cold sweats at night? Did your fingers start twitching? Yeah, were, you, were you charging batteries <laughs> in the air, pushing the buttons? No, but my return to RC was uh, somewhat mixed, and we can go over that in a little while. Why, why wait when we can hear now? People are dying to know. I don't know. Go. I thought you guys were just itching to talk about your little this, boat party. No, no. Well, let's go. Bring it, bring it in. Bring okay, it in, Terry. So, Tell us the story. In a not-so-long-ago episode, we talked about the new E-Flight P-39. And I think from what we gleaned off the website, we were all pretty excited about it. Well, I have one in hand right now. And I maidened it last weekend? Yeah, I guess last weekend. And that was my first RC outing since the vacation. And I, it runs 3-cell or 4-cell 2200 milliamp batteries. I went to the field with a handful of both. And the maiden flight went super duper well, and the airplane really flies great. I, I was impressed with it, and I wasn't sure what to expect because it's a 1,200 millimeter, and sometimes they're fast, sometimes they're not so fast, sometimes they're maneuverable, sometimes nah. But this one kind of hit all the the points. With four cell, it was definitely fast. I mean, it, this thing boogies. And it was nice and maneuverable. I thought the stock control settings were good and, and felt right. And the flaps worked really well. I was able to slow it down nicely. And I didn't notice any pitch trim change when you drop the flaps. So, yeah, all, mostly all thumbs up. Can I say that? Mostly all? Mostly thumbs up across the board. And I had also brought a piece of quarter-inch brass tubing. And I think you know why. Guesses? No, guesses. no, no. Yes. So you no, know, we need to have an intervention on this, uh, Terry. No, no, no. Well, maybe we do, uh, which you'll see as the story unfolds. So after I had done a bunch of flights and I was happy with it, I'm like, okay, let's try to shoot some onboard video. So I drilled a hole in the tip. I put the uh, cams on there. Uh, you can't even see it. <laughs> yes, you can. Relax. I can see it. Therefore, everybody can see it. So I put another four cell in and took off and did some flying. And then I brought it back down after a few minutes. And I said, all right, I want to change the cameras. When I started out, I had one camera on top of the wing and one on the bottom. So the one on the bottom is cool because it gets the flaps and the retracts and stuff actuating. Anyway, so I wanted to flip that one to the top so I could get a view from both sides of the wing. And I also wanted to get some still photos using time lapse. So I landed and did that and took back off. I'm like, all right, I know that on these earlier flights when I wasn't carrying cameras, when I hit five minutes on the timer, it was starting to feel soft and I needed to land. So I told myself, make sure you're coming down before five minutes. So I took off and did some more footage. And as I was Six flying... Six minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, spoiler alert. I was flying around and then a guy fired up a gasser. 
and he was getting ready it to It startled you. Oh, no. <laughs> like, okay, as soon as this guy takes off, I'm going to get this thing on the ground. And so he started, and he wasn't quite going out, and he wasn't quite going out, but then he got to the edge of the field, and so by this time, I'd pulled back to, like, minimum power setting to maintain altitude. I'm just loitering, waiting for this guy to take off so I can get on the ground. And uh, so eventually he takes off, and I'm like, all right, I'm coming around into the wind, and I'm doing it. So I give it some juice. Nothing. I mean, dead. So I had run it down so far that it, I couldn't even tell the difference, like impulsing or whatever the signature is for low voltage cutoff. It was there and then some. So I immediately yelled dead stick and tried to bring it around. I had a decent amount of altitude, but uh, I tried to bring it around. And here's my, <laughs> I don't want to say it's a crash, but maybe it was a crash. Here's my post event analysis. As I was fumbling to drop the landing gear, my landing gear switch is just behind my flight mode switch. So I dropped the landing gear and put it in safe mode at the same time. So as I'm trying to come around and do a 180 to come on final, um, it hits safe mode. And as you guys know, in safe mode, the controls become about one-tenth as effective as they usually are. And so I'm like, holy cow, why won't this thing turn? And then I figured it out. And I'm sure it was a second or two, but it felt like an eternity. But in that amount of time, I'd gone over the tree line. And I still had altitude, and I was able to maneuver and come back. But I parked it in one of the trees bordering the runway. High. <laughs> like I, yes. I, I didn't measure it, but it was at least 30 feet high. I would guess a little more. And, yeah. And it looked like it was in decent shape from what we could tell on the ground. And I could tell you the whole sad story, but, well, actually, it's not a sad story. It, it's a, it's a, actually a story of perseverance. Um, <laughs> we, we couldn't climb the tree. The bottom of the tree was just covered in uh, prickly vines and other stuff, and it's on a pretty steep hill. So my buddy Mark... He's got all sorts of ladders and equipment. He ran home and brought back this long extension ladder. And he propped that up against the tree so that he was able to get to the tree uh, above all the sticky stuff in the bottom. Wait, wait. Can, he, I inter can I ask a question? Please. Are the, Were the cameras still rolling during all this? The onboard cameras? Yes. Well, yeah. But at this point, they're just catching the breeze blowing through the trees. I was hoping they were catching you guys with your little funny act of trying to retrieve the plane. Oh, no. The... The field of view was outside of us. Dang. Dang. I'm just scratching my head. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so Mark gets the ladder and he's uh, got some conduit that he puts end to end, kind of like a Bangalore torpedo. And um, I think he's got about 20 feet of conduit. He's at the top of the ladder with 20 feet of conduit and he's trying to just push the thing out of the tree. I'm like, eh, it looks pretty good now, but when it hits the ground after that, it's going to be toast. But what happened, incidentally, was while he was trying to push the airplane, the condo went, went into the fuselage because the hatch uh. popped off. No, no, th this is a good thing. <laughs> you're, you're upsetting Fitz. No, <laughs> you just keep poking holes in this thing. No, it's not. It went into the bay. It didn't go through it. It just went into the radio bay and grabbed it. So rather than just pushing it out of the tree, he was able to actually grasp the airplane with this long piece of conduit. And work it down. So he lowered it down to his, to himself on the ladder and then came down the ladder with the airplane in hand. So the only damage he, to the airplane was what it absorbed when it went into it. the tree. And <laughs> so anyway, I 
I owe Mark a huge thanks for all he did to get that thing out. He got stung by a couple bees in the process. It was amazing. <laughs> but um, the airplane came down, and it is in remarkably good shape. There's some dinged-up foam on the leading edge of the wings. The nose gear got a little bit tweaked, but I've already fixed that. I stripped one servo, and the rudder hinge needs some work. But, I mean, that's about it. For going from however fast it was going, 40 miles an hour to zero in about three feet, uh, it looks remarkably well-preserved. You know who I blame, right? Me. It's my fault. No, you know who I blame? Fitz, do you know who I blame? No. Safe. Safe? (laughs) Well. (laughs) Yep, I'm blaming safe. No, I'm the guy who flipped the switch, so... Yeah, damn, damn safe. But, you know, we talked about earlier on the F-15, I like having safe there for hand launches and stuff. And so I think on this P-39, now that I've analyzed how it flies with safe, I've done my due diligence for the review. I don't see any reason that I would fly with safe in the future, so I'm going to rebind it without that so that the switch doesn't matter. Mm. And, but it's something for me to keep in mind, or anybody else, that the proximity of those switches could be an issue i like to think that had i not put it into safe i would have had the maneuverability to to get it back on the final who's to say whether that's true or not but anyway so that was my return to rc after going to the mountains maybe that was the the rc gods punishing me for not taking anything on my trip i'm gonna go with that theory but anyway it's pretty much back together and ready to go if I can, I'm going to have it with me at the Neat Fair next weekend. That is, if things go well for the Neat Fair, I think at this point the weather's a little bit iffy because of that hurricane, and I don't know. But my plans at this point are still to go to the Neat Fair. Yeah, and that will be one of the plans. Yep. Uh-huh. That's it. So this weekend is Rhinebeck, the mid-Hudson RC show at the Rhinebeck Aerodrome, and then the next week is Neat Fair. Oh, how long does it take you to get the Rhinebeck? About the same. I think it's five or six hours. Oh, yeah. I'm not going. I would love to go. But oh, okay. I thought you were going. I say it's pretty good. No, trip. no, I would love to. Yeah, I need to get back there. It's been, gosh, uh, six or seven years since I was last there. But it's so much fun with the full-scale air show and then the RC stuff. Yeah, yeah. I missed the RC. I was there a few years ago for the full-scale stuff. But uh, I think yeah, I think even if you're only going on a regular uh, full-scale day, uh, more than justifies. Whatever oh, it yeah. takes to get there. Yeah. yeah our place. buddy Joe is there. I think Balsa USA made the trip out, and Joe has been posting some some media from his stay there. Mm. Oh, and that's I, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I did see that. It, and I think he went to the Intrepid down in Manhattan as well. He so did. We invited him to go with us at the expo, but he was uh, tied to the show floor, so he wasn't able to go. Yeah, glad he made it out. Yeah, me too. So anyway, uh, the P-39, it's um, really, uh, I think by the time I'm done with it and the rest of the stuff is cosmetic, it would be hard to tell that it was ever in an incident. So it's as tough as the real one. Is that safe to say? I don't know. I don't know what happened to a real P-39 if you parked it in a tree. So maybe (laughs) this one's probably a little better. You're not getting it out with a stick, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I I learned my lesson again. I think I said that after I ran the F-15 out of battery and put it through a tree. It was the same tree? No, it was a different field. You know, I that's another <laughs> segue. I found a new club that is literally 
10 minutes from my house. And yeah. I knew it existed all along, and I'm not sure why I ever went out there. I heard that it was kind of hard to get to, and I don't know, like they didn't always accept new members and stuff. But uh, Mark talked me into going out there, and I'm glad I did. It's so close, it's really convenient, and it's a nice, it's a grass runway, but it's nice and firm. And yes, there are trees bordering the runway, but it's big enough that that won't normally be an issue. So um, I'm not sure the exact name, Brookfield RC Club or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm joining. So I'll be a member of like four clubs in the Buffalo area here pretty soon. Wow, it's four clubs? Yeah, yeah there's uh, quite a, a wide array of clubs around here with yeah. different facilities. Yeah, quite It's an active area, which is kind of surprising considering the, it's not flyable like three or four months out of the year. But uh, one of the clubs I belong to also has indoor events, so I really need to get up to speed with that and check mm. it out. And speaking of indoor events, don't you guys have some news on that front? Uh, yes. Um, wait, 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 wait. What? I'm not done with you. <laughs> <laughs> the beatings will continue. Fine. <laughs> no, all, all I wanted to say, Terry, is that I would appreciate it for, for, for your friendly. I need you to draw a picture of a tree on the side of your cockpit on the P-39. I want to find out how many trees you end up. <laughs> that would suggest collecting. that I took out the tree. <laughs> Maybe you did. <laughs> Maybe, I'm, I'm sure a branch or two fell. Um, <laughs> you've, you've wounded it. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed pretty resilient. But, uh, but Still, fine, put a yeah, tree. It, it or or a tree. Find, a, find a creative way to decorate the hole. <laughs> Pierce the side of the fuselage. I'm just going to leave a branch hanging out of the side. Put so. a Band-Aid over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of Band-Aids. <laughs> that's it I'll just wrap it in these bandages <laughs> what a great project plane every yeah. time you get damaged instead of using you know monocoat or paint you just put a, a bandage over it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might have to do that I'm trying to figure out which plane I want to do that to yeah. that'd be hilarious <laughs> my plane wins 10 pounds because I've all these cure ads <laughs> hey on the plus side we have some more footage for our next crashy smashy video oh awesome yeah can't can't complain about that <laughs> i guess not oh yeah. yeah but i can't wait to see your footage to um, see where you know actually... it's disappointing you know, ah. it's pointing at the airplane so you don't see the tree coming you're just like oh uh, why is he dropping the gear why is it so erratic no he's in a tree well, and I'll then be it's 20 minutes of branches <laughs> blowing in the breeze <laughs> <laughs> all right all right we'll move on now please I need a tissue. Now tell me about indoor in Houston. Uh, yes, there's a, another indoor meet coming up. In fact, it's this coming weekend on the, whatever the date is. Yeah, I'm prepared. Uh, 14th. So we have, yes. uh, we posted some things on our Facebook page. I will add one to this podcast as well. Um, this is interesting. This actually came up with a conversation between myself and, uh, a, a co-worker of sorts, uh, someone who was interested in RC flying, had done some flying in the past, and said, hey, my wife works at a school, and I think we might be able to be able to use some of their facilities to do some indoor flying, uh, but I would, but he was wondering if there would be any interest or not in it, and I said, well, just uh, see if you can get permission and give it a shot, and I'll help to uh, get those, spread the word out on it, and we'll just see how it goes. And so, lo and behold, he actually was able to get permission, and this is over in 
East Houston. Um, of course, if I had been more prepared, I'd actually have the thing. If you guys have the flyer, I, I'm on a different computer and I don't have anything loaded. Um, you put it on RC Roundtable. Okay. It's right here. I'm looking at it. The indoor flag. Location, Baytown Christian Academy. Address 5555 North Main, Baytown, 77521. Saturday, September 14th from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. There's no charge, but must present AMA and ID card at entrance. Aircraft must be under 14 ounces. Wow. Well, there you go. Take it away. It's a pretty liberal weight policy. Yeah, it's it sounds a little on the heavy side, but that was his. I didn't make that decision, so <laughs> I'm coming in with fourteen and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so that's coming up. This is the first time it's ever been done, so I have no idea about the facilities, how well they are. But uh, I encourage anybody in the Houston area interested in indoor flying to come out, take a look, at least try to support them. Uh, this is totally free. Just a just guy just wanted to kind of have fun with the community. And uh, Lee and I went to indoor flying a couple of weeks ago or so. We had a lot of fun. And it's a nice, especially here when it's 100 degrees out in the shade, <laughs> it'd be nice to be in an indoor air-conditioned uh, field for a little bit until the weather calms down. Uh, I'm not sure how regular he will do this. I guess it depends on attendance. Uh, maybe a once-a-month thing, once every couple of months. I'm not sure. I think that's TBD. So uh, I encourage everybody to go and show us your support. Are you guys planning to go? I am. I don't know about Lee. I haven't really talked to Lee about it. Lee? That's a negative Ghost Rider. What? Why not? Baytown. Yeah, that's what? Only an hour and a half away from you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think? It was an hour and a half away just to get to Clear Lake yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that... traffic that bad on a Saturday? Oh, my God. They had 290 down to two lanes, and then I don't know what the heck they were doing on 610 loop at 45. But uh, it was all, it was not so. Yeah, the, the highway's recently been such a mess, and they had a habit of closing down a lot of them on the weekends. Like, oh, you want to go on this highway? Oh, yeah, no, you're going on the service road and wait with, and parking a lot like the other slugs. Oh, I didn't even tell you. They closed the Beltway at uh, 290. Beltway 8 at 290 was closed. <sighs> so, yeah, I took, I had to take 290 all the way to 610, 610 down to 45, 45 down to you. Wow. That's because I really wanted to see you, Fitz. <laughs> Well, well from what I saw, you guys had fun. Yes, oh. we did. So we're talking about what, what's the name now? Fitz's fantastic flotilla, flotilla fiesta. Of fun. But you got to say it like Janice from Friends. Did you ever see that scene? Do you ever watch Friends? <laughs> did I ever watch? I grew up in the yeah, <laughs> the Joey and Janice's day of fun. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's Fitz's fantastic flotilla of fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, unofficial. Maybe, maybe not. Or we could really find a good voiceover person, like a deep. <laughs> Fitz's fantastic flotilla of fun and big echo. <laughs> fun. <laughs> I think we nailed it. I think that's the greatest name. And I told Fitz when I was leaving, I'm going to go get some huge vinyl banners posted to put out in front of the road, in front of the park. You know, that have like a little thing, like those old timey fingers pointing. <laughs> you know, this way. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, <Yeah>. Sunday, <laughs> and I, I promise you, it's gonna, it's gonna draw. I'm gonna put balloons on it, and we're gonna like triple the the, the number of visitors the next time. What you really need <laughs> is those inflatable figures that car dealerships always have. 
Okay, I'll do that. Things. I'm going to have a generator out there in the middle of the median, <laughs> lights, and <laughs> that I'll, have, I'll, I'll hire a guy to spin a banner. <laughs> I thought you were going to do that, Lee. <laughs> no, I'm going to be boating. I'm going to be having fun. But anyway, yes, is a uh, the fantastic flotilla was was fun. Fantastic. Go ahead, Fitz. You talk. It's your show, not mine. Oh, it's all our shows. No, the flotilla. Oh, oh, yes. So the uh, the F F F F unofficially. Oh, it's F F F O F. The fuff. The fuff. 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 Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, this is our little uh, quarterly boating Europe. event. We've talked about it before. I have here in South Houston. Uh, it started out with a bunch of model airplane guys with boats decided to go out and have fun with boats, and now it's turned into some beast where people coming from all points of Houston. To hang out with us and float our boats. Uh, I, I was a little bit worried a couple days ago before it happened because I guess the weekend, the weather report the day before was like, yeah, it's going to be like, you know, 100 degrees and you're all going to die. Uh, but it actually turned out to be quite a nice day. Uh, there was actually a it bit was of a breeze. nice day. Yeah, it was. I think maybe the low humidity or something, which is kind of rare for Houston. Uh, it did not feel anywhere near 100 degrees. We had a bit of a breeze. Fortunately, we have also shade and trees and stuff. So it was actually quite nice, but I think that scared a few people away. So attendance was down a little bit, but we still had a good group of people show up. So even some new people showed up with some nice stuff. Uh, and, uh, of course, Lee and his son, Austin, uh, showed up. But they're, <laughs> your son has some interesting contraptions there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh i'll we, take that as a compliment <laughs> no it's great <laughs> but, but you know what hey but this is cool I, if i could touch on it the the floating <laughs> i don't know what you, you're right. i don't know if he has a name for it but he had one of those flying hot wheel car rc cars we got at e-fest oh that's from e-fest so that sucker that. is still still working so he's got this little hot wheels with differential thrust so it's kind of like the storm la, the air hog storm launcher i was talking to you about fits yeah Remember the 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 floating the floating or excuse me floating flying boat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's that's the f- driving flying car that Hot Wheels made, but he put it on pontoons. Terry, did you see mm-hmm. the picture? No. <laughs> he put the the Hot Wheels thing on two pontoons, and then he strapped his FPV cricket cam to it and his GoPro, <laughs> and then he just taxied around the, the pond. It's <laughs> yeah, not way. a big airplane, right? No, it's not. No, no, but, it doesn't uh, fly. I did have to, it didn't fly. I did have to rescue. Oh yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't really move either. It just kind of <laughs> around. But it was entertaining. In fact, I've got some pretty cool footage from that camera, so I will definitely show it. Right. So anyway, he has. He brought that. He brought his uh, timber, which uh, you know, big hit. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot. Continue. Of, we had some Ooh. good stuff. We had uh, a bunch of sailboats. A bunch of Star Forty Five showed up, uh, and a bunch of what? They're called Star 45. It's a type of classic sailboat. Big boats. Yeah, big boats. Oh, I would assume smaller. But what what does 45 denote? Is that the length of the hull? Uh, you know, I don't remember. I honestly don't know either. <laughs> my my friend Chuck would be slapping me inside the head right now because he had a star. It's a big sailboat. How about that? I'll just. And there were a lot of them there? I, I, just, I thought I was just saw Phil's, but there were a couple other boats no, in a similar size. Three of them. Really? Yeah. Those were stars? Yeah, they were. One was an old Dumas kit, and there was two newer ones. Okay. Because one of them looked like it had a, a very narrow hull. 
I mean, it was your boat. There was a Dragon 65. Yeah, that, um, that was brand new. That was his first time on the water with it. Yeah. Oh, cool. And well, I was Lee, surprised because... You guys. said you, you weren't taking sailboats because there wasn't supposed to be any wind. Damn it, you Did guys. Did you regret that decision? <laughs> you just read my mind. I was about to say, when we first got there, there was no wind. And I was excited. And I told I told Fizz, I said, man, I'm glad I didn't pack my sailboat because I'd been so frustrated just sitting there watching it bob around. Uh, <laughs> but then, uh, I don't know, about an hour later after we showed up, uh, it started getting a little windy. And it was it was on again, off again, but it wasn't that bad at all. I mean, it was funny because there was a time when I'd, I'd hear Fitz go, man, it just stalled. And then, boom, he'd be screaming down the, the pond yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was okay. It was yeah. It had a few few slow moments, but for the most part, it was decent wind. Yeah, uh, it was never gusty, so it was yeah. it was a it was actually a, a good. It was, it was really a nice. good day for everything. Uh, okay, so the Star Forty Five class is basically they're forty five inch holes. Okay, <laughs> forty four point seven, but we rounded up to forty five. I should have known that. Uh, so yeah, so we had a usual cadre of sailboats, power boats. Uh, it was funny. We had a couple of duplicates, two or three duplicates. No, we had multiple duplicates. So we had three Star 45s, two of those uh, uh, jet drive patrol boats that you have, Terry. Oh, yeah. The patrol boat Alpha, I think. Yes. We had two of those showed up uh, and two of these fire boats. I don't know where they, somebody says they're just sold a lot on eBay and whatnot, but these really nice fire boats, pretty good size. Aquacrafts. Aquacrafts, yes. With working fire hoses. Aquacrafts? Aquacrafts. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Aquacraft uh, fireboats, yeah, but they're not cheap, man. Those things are like four hundred fifty bucks. Ouch! Well, really? Well, that's the Great Plains Boat Company, right? Mm. Or what used to be Great Plains? Yeah, I uh, guess, but yeah, not toy great at all. So we had also one of those. Uh, what was that, Lee? That airboat that was you could hear it coming from a mile away. The gate or something, but man, it was just all noise, no performance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the thing sounded like the end of the world. It was like barely moving. <laughs> it was like I, I, we think they were changing the props on it, Terry, to uh, test different props. There, there must have been a time where they changed it from like a five four prop to like a five point five, because it was making so much noise, but it wasn't moving at all. Five point five by one. <laughs> yeah, it was completely feathered prop. Was that the uh, alligator tours airboat? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. Like it looks I've like got a, one of those. And they were originally brushed, and then I converted mine to brushless. Brush, oh, it probably went didn't uh, move at all. Is, it, is yours loud? Um, I don't remember it being that loud. There's, there's not a whole lot of clearance between the, the deck of the hull and the prop. Or there, there is now because I'm using no, a fairly small wait, prop. But wait, oh no, 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 no this wasn't the gator one. No, that wasn't it. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at the alligator tours. It's this was a black one. This is a oh. black boat. Look like it kind of looks. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm fine. You're, I was you're gonna say it, said it looks like a special forces airboat. Oh, okay. Proboat makes that, I think, and it's off the shelf brushes. Yeah, it had a big so, brushes motor in it. It was all black. Okay, had lights yeah, on and it. the Aero Trooper. I'm sorry, it was the Aero Trooper. Yeah, and yeah. I've had the bigger version of the Alligator Tours. What the, the Swamp something? Gosh, now you're gonna make me look at that. But it's a bigger airboat by Hobbyco, and that thing was loud as the Dickens, but it was fast too. Okay, so the Aero Trooper, <laughs> this is like how our show goes. It's, it is, guys, we have no plan. We just talk and then we make fun of things. Uh, the Aero <laughs> Trooper has a three braid pop. Three braid prop? Three, yeah, see, now I can't talk. Three bladed prop, but it doesn't tell you what the, the specs are for it. Uh, but I'll tell you, yeah, I think he was changing the prop around and it was just like 
Noisemaker. That's all I want. <laughs> Noisemaker. <Yeah. laughs> I have video footage. I think just for fun, I will take a clip and just put it on on our Facebook page. But it just growled the entire time. And you know, I think I think Austin's boat doohickey would have gone faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely was electron to noise converter. <laughs> so, so a funny story about my airboat. I've got the alligator tours that I upgraded with the brushless. It works on snow. And uh-huh. so last winter, I had was driving around in my yard a little bit. There was some deep snow, and that was fun. And then I took it out in the street where there was a lot of really hard-packed snow because people had been driving on it, and it had been plowed a little bit. So I put it on there, and, man, that thing just screams down the road. Yeah. And the only problem comes when you want to stop because it – continues to scream down the road it continues to scream down the road and then if you don't (laughs) have any throttle you have no turn authority either ah yeah so so it's basically just a an uncontrolled missile at that point (laughs) i i'm i'm envisioning terry's going to hot glue a servo on top of like a big stick on it so that when (laughs) he has to stop it just falls down (laughs) yes exactly exactly a drag stick a drag (laughs) stick of life i don't know call it something unique (laughs) all right so we, we we have to talk about the hero of the day and that would be Lee's Tugster. It actually Lee, yeah. earned its keep on his <laughs> inaugural uh, flotilla. Uh, guys, in my heart, I am I am doing a little prayer for my buddy Chuck and just saying thank you. I mean, he's the one who got me to 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 get this boat in the first place. My neighbor Steve beat me to the punch and built his Tugster, and then I think that kind of put a guilt trip on me because when Steve brought his Tugster to my pool and we you know, we were working on it, I was like, man, I cannot believe I hadn't built one yet. So. It was a, a, what do you call it, a, a work of passion? Labor of love. A labor of love, work of passion. <laughs> um, pain in the ass of paint. Every project you do. Uh, <laughs> I am cursed, guys. I, I haven't shown enough photos of what I give Fitz and Terry of my painting woes, but I don't know what it is, but I am I'm certainly cursed. I, I, it's kind of like the Band-Aid solution. I think everything from now on, I'm just going to dip in stain. <laughs> uh, anyway, long story short. I can short, picture you in kindergarten when it's time to finger paint. You just come home just covered head to toe <laughs> and purple band. and yellow. And there's like only one color on the piece of paper. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, the Tugster was a success. It was, a, and again, that labor of love is exactly what it was. It's uh, It made me very happy, made me very proud. And uh, I know it sounds a little like goofy talk, but, it's my, you know, I remember when Chuck came to my house with the uh, magazine article and he was telling Steve and I, he says, guys, you guys got to build this. This is just a fun little boat. It's something we could all build. We can bring it to the sailing regattas to recover sailboats. And I think part of that was because he lost his sailboat one day when, <laughs> when his battery died. And, yeah, it and doesn't for- like fun. <laughs> hey, Ali, I need you there to go get my boat <laughs> because I forgot to charge my receiver battery. Um but, you know, and he said the kids would love it, too. And, I, you know, I think the kid in me, in, you know, deep down was was smiling the whole time. But the Tugster was done. Uh, I, I didn't get the decals until uh, I got home. So I posted a new photo on our Facebook page that shows the uh, the new name of the boat. It's the USS Porth and in his honor. Hmm. But we took it out. Uh, we ran it. it. The water was perfect. Like I said earlier, the winds weren't there yet. So it was just glass. So I uh, had the tugboat on. In fact, Fitz, I think I told you. From the moment I put it in the water, it only came out. Actually, I didn't even take it out of the water. It had not been out of the water the entire time. Really? It was in the water the whole time? In the water the whole time on one battery. Wow. Good leak check. Everything dry? 
Everything's dry. Nice. Nope. So I had strapped on that little mechanism while it was still in the water. Oh, didn't so know that. <laughs> yeah, one battery stayed in the stayed in the water the entire time. Had a great time. We retrieved one boat twice. <laughs> captured two boats for fun, <laughs> including Fitz's little tugboat. You need to talk about your little tugboat, Fitz. And then uh, Austin. Well, no, I captured Austin's boat. So that's three, three boats, four boats, five boats, whatever. And then Austin, I. Love my son to death, guys, and I. And if I rib him, it's, it's all out of love. But he was flying his timber, having a great time with floats, but he did the one thing you should never do on a plane with floats when you're taxiing back to your your dock, and that's trying to go downwind <laughs> with power. <laughs> and he oh. nosed it over, and it flipped. So uh, Daddy went out and retrieved it for him and nice. <laughs> brought it in. Uh, there's a, I mean, Fitz got a picture of it. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun, and I highly recommend it. I mean... If you don't spend as much crazy time as I did building it and epoxying it and and painting it eight, eight times, <laughs> uh, whatever. The only person has is boat ballast and paint. Uh. <laughs> so speaking of ballast, how much did you end up using? Four pounds. Four pounds of lead. Wow, Four? really? Yeah. Holy okay. moly. That's not a very big boat. It's not, but it's, it's super buoyant. That that and now after running it for a while, I um, you know I'd like to get a little bit more speed. So I think I am going to shift uh, some movable weights that I I've got in there. And I, I did that on purpose to move them back just a little bit and see if that helps because she does she loves to dive. I mean the the whole uh, uh, joke is about the uh, the what do you call it the whole shape. I don't know what they, you know, we call it airfoil. What do they call it in whole shape? Hydrofoil. Hydrofoil. That thing just loves to dive. It could be a submarine. And really? it just, uh, I needed, I needed to get it to rise a little higher so I can get a little bit more speed at, at, and make it level. But anyway, uh, th- th- forget about it. It's a great little boat. I highly recommend it. Just buy all the, all the parts. Do it at one time. Don't do what I do. Buy one thing and say, no, I'll go get that. No, I'll get that. <laughs> just buy the kit, buy the add-ons, buy the brushes set up and go have fun. The Zip Kits Tugster. Tugster. And then maybe try to get the twin. Maybe that'll be my next one. Oh, there you go. More get power. The twin. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll add oh. hydrofoils <laughs> to that one. Because <laughs> I'm shooting 5S. One big 5S <laughs> ballast. <laughs> so oh, t- you're, was it like uh, a wave t- pull when you were driving around? Just plowing forward? Four pounds of boat? No. It was, I, you can't run it too fast because it, it starts to dive. I just put it around, and I, Phil uh, chimed in on our page. He said he has a sound box of a tugboat huh. that he'd be willing to sell at the right price. So I might uh, <laughs> might uh, contact him and get that uh, that deal made. Okay, but I still have more work to do on it. I haven't added my lights yet. I I need to order my light set, and I'll have a, a cabin light in there. Uh, those are frosted plastic sheets on the cabin. So when I put a light inside, they'll light up. Oh, we okay. Have a, I was worrying about that. Phil, Phil has a Friday Friday Night Lights event over in Bridgeland. I think it's every other is it first to second. Ah, darn it! Sorry, Phil. He has a, he has an event over there where they do night fly, uh, night boats, whatever night flying, <laughs> night boating. And I will put some lights on my boat and have fun. FPV and FPV. Well, see, here's the cool. Here's a little thing I'd like to add on to my build design. The the one thing I did for my cabin was that I made a removable lid so the top can come off. And so I can buy other pieces of ply and put them in the same shape and then do the quarter inch hole of the top 
God forbid, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to leave that in the boat, but uh, make it so I can remove the top lid and put different devices on it, such as a GoPro or an FPV camera. All right. Hmm. Cool. So, yes, FPV will be fun. Although, did you see the video I put, the little short video? I have not seen it yet. What the heck? I know. You're even, you're even a host of this show. Fitz, tell me you saw it. I saw the what again? The video I put on <laughs> you. <laughs> My... <laughs> <laughs> a, a plague on your two houses. <laughs> I, I, I you saw a video you posted a couple days ago. Is that the one you're talking about? No, the one, the one I posted yesterday of the flotilla. You posted you what? You didn't say God. <laughs> Doobie do what? Oh now? my God. <laughs> anyway, I did post a in in that little video I made of Fitz's fantastic flotilla <laughs> i had a gopro on my tugster that i just laid there i was very nervous because uh, it was not strapped in but i did a, i got a little cute little shot of fitz's uh, sailboat crossing coming across the bow oh, oh cool i gotta look i haven't seen that video yet my god both of you we should just pause the show right now so you can see it and then come back so that people can hear you go oh yeah i saw that video <laughs> <laughs> crazy folks you guys are nuts i can't believe it. i even texted you said the video was up you did for my listeners, do y'all see what I have to go through? I know I'm frustrating sometimes, but dang it. These are the guys I work with. They didn't see the video I made. We love you anyway. We're going to watch it right after this. Right All right. Yes. So I'm going to just try to ignore the fact that my heart is breaking and talk to Fitz for a second. Fitz, tell us about the little tugboat, the teeny tiny tugboat that you had up there. That's a neat story. Oh, it's a piece I call him Tuggy. <laughs> okay yeah no <laughs> oh come on i love him and hug him okay. and name him Tuggy. all right go uh so this was a, a a plastic model conversion this is a 172nd scale Lindbergh coast guard tug kit uh you probably still find them here and there it's not expensive it's a little uh classic if you think of a tugboat this looks like that it's nothing remarkable but it's small and it was actually part of a white elephant gift giving thing at a plastic bottle club I belong to and uh, a fellow club member got it and built it and I was looking at it I was like hey you know I could probably make this thing real control and he goes oh yeah here have it make it real control just let me drive it when you finish and so that's where it began <laughs> it was a real quick conversation uh, so uh, it was an interesting conversion in that uh, it, I you know basically spent no money on it other than I think I bought a couple some KNS tubing uh, the speed, the motor, and speed controller are basically a scavenged servo. You take a servo apart, uh, disconnect. Oh, yeah. You've told us about this before. Yeah, I, th I think I mentioned it. Uh, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. So basically, I just took apart a servo, used the motor and, and speed controller in there uh, as the motor drives. Got forward, reverse, a uh, little tiny servo in there. I made a stuffing box, basically a, a waterproof shaft thing by soldering two different sizes of canis tubing together. I used the prop that came in the kit as well, just a little plastic scale prop that works actually works really well. And uh, the thing works surprisingly well. It's, it's amazing how it's a little tiny thing. You see in the pictures, it's it really It works very well. We were, everybody was talking about it. it Is neat. it bigger than a pack of cigarettes? Barely. <laughs> Barely, yeah. But I think what was cool is that I liked how because I asked him, I asked him if he painted that sucker because I was about to punch him and throw him into the pond because <laughs> the, the the paint job and everything was done so well. You know, it's like, and I'm, maybe that's the whole thing. I, I hate paint. <laughs> I'm very anti paint right now. But it was a cute little little boat, and the fact that he converted it to run is amazing. It's really neat. Yeah, I I, I have no problems handing transmitters from people. Here, give it a shot. It doesn't go very fast. Easy to, to, to 
to uh, run and steer. Uh, mm-hmm. And it does really well. I had to add a little bit of weight to it to get the balance right. Uh, but as long as the water is not too rough, it runs really well. And I've actually used it to push a boat back to shore once. It was <laughs> <laughs> slow and prodding, but it worked. It was, you know, we didn't have Lee's fantastic uh, retrieval system yet. So uh, it actually it actually earned his keep on one of the outings. So I like it so much, I actually want to do another one. I actually have a plastic model of a bat boat. I'm just looking right at right at this moment. I'm thinking, hey, that might make another neat conversion. Uh, so one of these days, if I get around to it. So you'll see pictures of it if you go to our Facebook page and look at the album for the, the FFFF, uh, all these glorious pictures and things of all the things that showed up uh, and have at it. If you're ever in the Houston area, if you live in the Houston area and interested in this, send us an email or note on our Facebook page. And I'll add you to the mailing list. I send out a notification whenever we do this. We don't do it all the time, maybe once every three months, roughly. So if you want to participate, uh, send us a note and we'll add you to the mailing list and we'll love to have you out there with us all right so terry i understand you had an interesting correspondence with one of our international listeners i did uh, you guys obviously know and i think some of our listeners know that i do some work with dubro i am on the videos and i do some of the social media stuff and someone sent a request through dubro's instagram account asking for some copies of old ads and so i replied and sent the ads from my personal email and they responded back saying thanks and oh by the way are you terry from rc roundtable oh so we're somebody (laughs) so it turns out that we have at least one fan in brazil so (laughs) um yes i'm going to try to say his name it does not roll off my tongue at all and even he admits that it's difficult to pronounce but Murilo Giganetto I think yeah I'm just I'm going to leave it at that because I cannot (laughs) I'm not going to say that it's right but I can't improve upon that so um, anyway he mentioned that he likes the show and he is working on a a channel I'm not sure what platform it's on where he advocates traditional balsa building Hmm. because he learned that from his grandfather in Brazil and so, anyway, it sounded very interesting. And so, I'll try to. <laughs> Do they have balsa trees that grow in their backyard? I know they might, or at least a lot closer than for us. Don't yeah. they grow in Ecuador or somewhere around there? Yeah, I thought they're somewhere in South America or Central. Yeah, yeah. maybe. But anyway, I thought that was interesting that A, we have people who listen to us in Brazil, and B, that it was just a strange coincidence to, to come across that the way I did. Yeah, small so, world, huh? Yeah. So, uh, hi, Murilo, and. Uh, Give us more information about your project, and we'll uh, promote it here. That yeah, sounds neat. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You want to see old Dubro ads? It's it's interesting. Well, I think he was trying to do it as kind of a, a contest. He was going to redact anything that said Dubro, and he was going to do it for different companies. So old oh, ads without okay. the company name. Yeah. Can you identify the company based on the pictures? Oh, interesting. So I'm I'm not sure how it actually went about, but that was the idea that was pitched to me. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I actually had an ad from Dubro back before they were Dubro. And then some other ads from the 70s. <laughs> were they just Do or Bro? <laughs> I forget the name, but it was just two uh, letters. So, oh. you know, X and Y. and But it was some of the same stuff. And then eventually they became Dubro and the rest is history. Oh. So, that's my international story. 
Speaking of international stories, Lee, have you flown the Corsair yet? No. What are you waiting for? Monday. What happens Monday? I fly the Corsair. (laughs) What? What's special about Monday that hasn't happened on any other day? Is there less gravitational pull that day? Fitz had something I needed. Uh. <laughs> we, we made the deal at the park. <laughs> a deal you can't refuse. <laughs> I got what you need. Um, you know me. I don't just think slap things together like, you know, Keith Sparks and have it done in a week. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> and, and, the, and the paint. Oh, hold on, hold on. you got to clarify that because you make it sound as if Keith does not make beautiful models. No, I mean, he does make... He's... he's oh, God. He makes beautiful I love models. Fantastic I love models him. I love quickly. him. I respect him. I remember when we, when we went to his workshop, we were just all drooling on the floor. And I was just sitting there staring at everything in his room. It was amazing. But damn it, that guy can build incredible models in such a short amount of time. He's so focused. He's... He's so talented. I'm not that man. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I've never actually seen him build his models, but I think I I know how these projects go for me, where the first large amount of time is me staring at it, scratching my chin, figuring out, well, how am I going to do this? And what options do I have for this? I think Keith just gets in there and does it. He's done this enough and he knows what he's doing. He just does it. And I didn't I didn't say I don't like him. I, I love the guy to death. I just say that I I'm uh, not that man. I'm not that builder. No, and so the yes. The Corsair has, you know, just I take my sweet time and I do things and uh, and then if you listen to the last episode, Terry, I don't know if you were too busy on your little vacation. I listened. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you weren't disparaging my name. <coughs> but you know, I had that whole ordeal with the battery. It's just like, you know, that that took me several steps back because I had ordered a new battery. I had to check that battery thrice, as I said on, on the show. Um, Is know, that so all squared I, away I, now? That's all squared away now. Okay. And what was the solution? Just the new battery? New battery. I have a new Onyx 2000 four-cell battery for the ignition. I've got a five-cell sub-C six-volt pack for the receiver. And I you know, I, I think the best part was I, I was toying with you guys about who what the vote was of course terry didn't respond thank you fitz for responding to my text but terry didn't uh you know the question was was it going to be nose heavy or tail heavy the first time i tested it and funny I, it was tail heavy by, but only by uh, four ounces which is <laughs> insignificant compared to what it would have been if that had been a glow engine <laughs> you know i mean i can imagine how much lead someone would have to screw into that firewall <laughs> to get that thing to balance so you know, and again, you have to remember, I've also pushed that engine forward. So I'm running this 20cc gas engine, you know, on a Dubro shock mount, and it still was tail heavy. <laughs> now, so. This is a top flight 60R, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh, you would think there's enough of those out there that there's a... Uh, <laughs> it I like this. 20cc. <laughs> Can you say overkill? Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> right, but it's balanced. So I got the CG done. I've done a lot of work. I got the choke. Did y'all like the little choke uh, line I put in there? Oh, God. See, you're trying I, I think, you to know, make I'm it not, sound I'm like not I didn't talk pay to, attention. Yeah, you didn't. So, Fitz, did you see the little choke? I did. I thought that was like, pretty clever. He had a little brass uh, tube. Uh, well, it was yeah. more, more of like a brass um, yeah. fixture. Brass rod that I rolled, you know, I rolled to make a little push yeah. rod. And he had a plastic insert in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. and it seems that's going to be stable enough or rigid enough. Uh, I, I shook it. <laughs> I, I, I flicked it a couple of times. It didn't scream at me. So, yeah. No, I, I mean, it's about to wrap up. I finished the cowl. 
cut the cowl lines on and drilled the holes for the supports and put a couple of coats of something. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I, I don't get don't take my word for any advice whatsoever. <laughs> I put something kind of clear on the cowl. How's that? <laughs> that didn't um, hurt the paint. Uh, I'm sure it did. I <laughs> it's what you don't get. Whatever. I'm going to call it awesome patina. And uh, yeah, so it's all good. I you know it retracts work. The canopy's done. I got my little pilot in there. I did a little bit of painting in the cockpit, so I I creatively, and I'm sure other people do this, but I put the uh, kill switch. I have a little kill switch for the engine in there. I, everybody told me I had to get one. So I've got a kill switch in there, and it comes with a little LED light to let you know that the uh, it's working. Mm. So I stuck that in the cockpit. <laughs> so the pilot's face lights up red. <laughs> the little light. So... <laughs> red. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Are we uh, back to I'm, the pirate thing again. Goodness. Yeah, <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> I will. I am hoping tomorrow to take it to the field, and if not fly, at least get some taxi runs in. What? There well, you go. Wait, hold on. You've already taxied it, right? Uh, yeah, kinda. But that wasn't Why with everything. Why would you not fly it? it? I might. I said if I don't. I said you know I had to build that confidence. Uh, oh, I might. I didn't say full send. Oh my! I'm just gonna send it. Full send. <laughs> Hand launch it. <laughs> Make sure you have no, safe well, enabled. I, I, I'm pretty sure with that engine, I can just let go of it. It'll go straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Hand launch it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have to worry about that. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, we're very, very close, and we're we're hopefully bomber ready. Hmm. Uh, what and was, when is Bomber Field? Next weekend. Next weekend. Okay. Next weekend. Yeah, it's coming up quick. It is. Get your game on. <laughs> I got nothing on. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we're not uh-huh. video chatting today. <laughs> What else? What else did you have on your list there, Fitzo boy? Okay, one last thing. I, I'm not sure if this goes under new products or workbench because it's both. <laughs> but uh, I've got something on the workbench I've been working on for the past week or so, and this is uh, a new kit from a company called Mustache Model Works. And I guess the owner has a mustache. So I guess yeah, it's. it's why he called it that for some reason uh but this is really neat this is a all balsa kit of a dh2 dhc2 excuse me beaver so uh this is this thing has 91 inch wingspan and it's designed for either a 20 cc engine like what lee has in his corsair but this plane is actually size for something like that not so she'll put a 40cc in it then? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> or electric. It's dual power system set up. Uh, this is, I'm actually building this for a review. So this is uh, going to be interesting. I never built a plane this big, actually, that I can think of. That's a sizable airplane. It is. It's pretty big, although the, the wings are uh, kind of a narrow cord. So it's interesting. It's got a long wingspan, but not a whole lot of cord to them. Uh, but it is the size of a plane, and it's been, I've spent several days just building the tail. They're all built-up tail surfaces. Uh, all laser-cut kit, actually really nice laser-cut uh, work that he's done on it. A really well-engineered kit so far. Uh, just about to start on the wings, so hopefully I'll get to work on those today, as a matter of fact. 
this is neat. It's a uh, um, you know Beaver's kind of a classic high wing uh, radial engine plane. I think uh, even um, what's his name Harrison Ford has one. I actually looked up his paint scheme on his. Uh, but it's a little bit complicated, so I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that one. <laughs> well, there should be plenty of good schemes out there. Copy. Yeah, I've been kind of poking around to see what ones are good to see. Uh, there's some military schemes, too, but I'm not sure if I want to do a military one on this. I'm thinking civilian. Apparently, a lot of these things are on floats, too. I'm just surprised how many there were. So uh, I understand a company is working on a float kit for this as well, but it's not out yet. Um, and I think this is the only model they have at the moment. Uh, but this is going to be interesting. It's really nice. It even includes interior parts. There's seats. Uh, and I think, I don't know if there's an instrument panel, but there's a, apparently a working door, uh, wheel fairings, wheel, and stuff like that. So um, uh, I love his movies. Who's that? Wheel fairings. Oh. <laughs> so. Well, I have the I have the Flyzone Beaver, and I put my... Uh, I have floats on mine. Did you see the photos that I took from? Yeah, just Austin borrow these floats for yours, Fitz. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it only have you to have, size to have like to four of mine under one wheel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I we had a really good time. I I enjoyed. In fact, I don't think I'm going to take the floats off my uh, my Beaver now. I think mm. I'm just going to leave them on there. Mm. I did re- tear out all the stupid mechanism they had. I'm wasn't a big fan for this line, this fishing line that we kind of went around the whole fuselage to get to the other side to make the other rudder work so i just cut a hole and dug in a servo nine gram servo and ran a push rod to one side and that that works adequately enough (laughs) i mean but uh yeah i I certainly enjoyed that you should consider that oh that's an interesting thought so is the cowling and whip pants and all that is it plastic or fiberglass uh most of it's fiberglass really nice gel coated fiberglass so the, the cowling the the strut fairings uh, a few other uh, scoop. I think there's an air scoop that's fiberglass. Uh, the seats are vacuum form plastic. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it's a good mixture. But it looks really nice work done on it. I was really impressed so far. Um, and all of that stuff is included in the base kit. Yes, there are a lot of parts in the kit. Okay. And there's a huge it, box of wood and bits and pieces and stuff, yeah. It doesn't seem terribly expensive for an airplane that size with all the fiberglass. Yeah, three hundred thirty bucks for you. You're actually you're really getting your money's worth out of this kit. You, it's a big, heavy box, lots of laser cut stuff, lots of wood, even some pre curved wood, um, lots of hardware. Uh, so so far, when I opened it up, I was really impressed with the, uh, everything that was given to you. So yeah, it's uh, I think definitely worth the price. Cool. So it looks like the only hardware you have to add are wheels. Yeah, no wheels, and choose your power system, of course. A fuel tank, yeah. Yeah, that usual stuff. So speaking of, how is yours going to be propelled? Uh, Yeah, we had some deep thought on that, and I kind of went back and forth, uh, me and the editor. Um, Uh, And uh, and we decided to go with a 20, the gas engine on this one. Okay, cool. 20cc gas engine. So I have a RCGF 20cc on order from the local hobby store um, that we're going to put in there. All right. And, well, uh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. It should be interesting. Do you know what you're going to use to cover it? I don't know. Um, I need to figure that out fairly quickly. Yeah, I do have some old, you know, Monaco, but I don't know if I want to use some old covering. I might just get some new stuff. Yeah, uh, and you're going to need a lot of whatever you use. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know my color scheme yet, so I'm still thinking. 
So I'll look around for and see uh, what's available. Uh, I don't need to pick. Usually, I, I tend to pick paint schemes that it tends to be easier for me to do with iron-on covering. <laughs> so that stuff, I'm not all that great with iron-on covering when it comes to complicated stuff. So um, I'll trade you. You you paint my stuff. I'll cover yours. Oh, yeah, sounds like a good trade. <laughs> hey, and just poking around on Tower Hobbies, it looks like Ultra Code is still available in most colors. Oh, okay. And, and some Monaco. Yeah. So okay, I might try ultra coat. On that thought, let's. Uh, I guess we should start wrapping this up so I can go back and start working on this thing again. <laughs> <laughs> um, check our links. We'll post a link to the Mustache Models website. Take a look for yourself. Uh, it might be just right up your alley. Guys, got any last thoughts? No, I'm hoping to that all the plans for neat work out and I'm able to spend next week in there. And if so, I'll take pictures and video and all that and report back to you guys. Yeah. I look forward to it. We would and, appreciate that. Yeah. And I think if that does pan out, I'll be seeing our buddy Mark Lanterman there from old school model works. Oh, yeah. looks like he is planning to make the trip to showcase his airplanes. And um, yeah, ought to be a good time. I want to do a quick shout out to our listeners thanks guys for sticking with us and also waiting to this end part where i can thank you <laughs> getting through the whole show <laughs> but i you know we've had a lot of people respond to us on facebook and uh we're, we're definitely trying to come up with other topics and stuff that you guys want to listen to and so if you have some that you'd want us to chat about while you're making a long drive or just sitting in your workshop working let us know we are happy to touch on some of that and hopefully hopefully we'll come up with a a new method soon really and i think that's my job to get us back on a, a youtube live or maybe facebook live show to to get some interaction done so yeah we will I'll... make sure fitz is fully clothed <laughs> <laughs> clothing is not <laughs> well when you say clothing is optional when you say clothing is not optional that means you must wear clothes right yeah, <laughs> did i get that right <laughs> so yes <laughs> Okay. He'll, he'll just wear one black tie. <laughs> <laughs> one giant black tie. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I will probably go downstairs today, and I will I might run that uh, that engine in the driveway for the Corsair. Yeah, Breaking start building that confidence. Yeah, get the thing broken in. Know your neighbors. <laughs> Let's see how big this cul-de-sac is. <laughs> <laughs> I could land there. <laughs> just land in a circle, land in a turn. Yeah, just like a real carrier landing. But yes, uh, I did, I, we didn't really touch on what uh, Fitz gave me, but uh, I needed a little bit more Tigon fuel line to uh, to finish the thing. So uh, thank you, Fitz, for giving me that uh, long piece of Tigon yesterday at the float. Yeah, sure. Glad I had some. Tigon, take me away. Yep. <laughs> Wait, is that a different commercial? <laughs> Cal, Calgon, buddy. Oh, okay. It's going to take his plane away, so yeah. same uh, concept. All right, are we done yet? <laughs> All right, I guess we have to take ourselves away. Yes, we are done. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts, where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.